0: Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do because the thing is. When we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello and welcome to episode number 53. Oh my golly, I'm so excited that I'm you know, officially coming into the second year of this podcast and I've been recording for well over a year now. I hit these episodes pretty much week to week with the exception of a few weeks here and there um, as life and business ownership gets a bit busy at some time. So I'm just really gearing up to hit an awesome second year of conversation. And I'm just loving the space to share thoughts and insights and reflection around topics that I just don't think are shared that openly, and I just don't think there's a lot of platforms to talk about these type of things in the fitness industry. There's definitely a lot of stuff out there when it comes to hard coaching, technical coaching, you know, getting better in the skill set of coaching. Um, but opening up conversations around business ownership in the fitness industry, I just love that space. So I'm gonna keep doing it, and I hope you have been enjoying these episodes too. So, with that being said, um, I'm going to launch into this week's episode. And it's all about switching off. So a couple of days ago, I did a um, like a caption thing on my Instagram asking my followers what are the most biggest struggles that they face as a business owner. And the common one that came up was having the ability to switch off. Um, switching off on the weekends, but then also switching off at nighttime, And even when we've got downtime in the middle of the day, which can be quite normal for a coach in the industry, just really struggling to switch off. So I wanted to bring some some airtime to this um, because I know that I have definitely felt like this as like my earlier years in the industry. And as I've stayed in the industry longer, I've had to really, really lean into the space to, identify what is happening and what this this scarcity mindset is and where it's coming from and why I felt like I had to just keep going and going and going. So just a little bit of, I guess, information about when I kind of got to the burnout, which I think can happen a lot for fitness, for, for coaches in the fitness industry. And of course, I don't, you know, we don't want all coaches to go through this, but sometimes, just like with our clients, you know, you have to go through it to learn the lessons. Um, it was around like year three for me where um, I would just I was just hustling and I was pushing hard. You know, I really wanted to get my business off the grounds. Um, I really wanted to have full books. When I had a full book, it's then going. How can I expand? How can I grow? How can I leverage time, money? How can I really help my clients? at the same time growing my business and pushing in the trajectory that I wanted to. And it was like constant. That's all I did in the first few years of being in the fitness industry. And it very much got to a point in 2000 um, 15, 16, where I was like, I actually don't know if I can do this anymore. Um, I don't know. I, I, I definitely knew that I couldn't continue to stay in the industry and operate this, but I had very much considered actually leaving the industry around 2015 and 16. Um, and I remember it very clearly. I had gone to the fitness business summit and, um, there was awesome speakers there. And it really gave me like a wake up call that what I was doing is not sustainable. And I was tired and burnt out and I was starting to resent the work that I was doing. I loved my clients and I loved coming to the gym, coaching my clients. And it always felt a lot of like really high vibes and energy as I was coaching. But the corresponding downfall and the downside of that energy when I got home was completely on my ass. So that's when I was like something needs to change. And that's when I definitely was like, well, what are the other options? And after that, I started to have a look at what I could do about hiring, what I could do more about leveraging my my time for money, what I could do more to build a business that was going to be sustainable, but at the same time thriving and actually serving. Um, And that's when I got into really, you know, expanding my team because I got to a point where I keep growing and growing and even still like even though I was doing awesome like my business was fucking crushing it it wasn't enough and I was definitely coming out of that scarcity mindset of you have to do more what is happening around you what are other coaches doing what are the expectations that you're putting on yourself and it was just hustle 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 until I reached that that burnout Um, and I think that this is not like normal but for a bit like a, a lack of words it's kind of like normal for a lot of coaches to go through this but I think the sooner that we can learn how to switch off and also recognize the signs of when we might be getting burnt out, stressed, overwhelmed so that we don't get to that rock bottom is so, so important. So now I've been in the industry um, eight years now and where I was, you know, the first three years was me, sole trader. Then I moved into having a team, um, having my first employee and then expanding and I've you know got a growing team i just hired again this week so i've got a team of 6 including myself and uh, the biggest lessons that's come for me is definitely being a mum and i'm not i'm not saying y'all have to be parents to understand how to switch off and understand that we can't be keep hustling our ass but we can bring light to it now so now when you know my daughter is coming up to 4 years old in june and when she came along i definitely realized that Time was scarce, right? Like when you've got a newborn, your baby needs everything from you and she- there's not going to be another person that can necessarily give it to her of course you know my husband was there as well he can provide things for her but at the end of the day like she wanted mom she wanted to be be held by me and my time very much reduced when I had a baby and then it made me realize massively holy shit like what have you been doing with your what were you doing with your time up until you had Lexi because then, when I had Lexi, I had to learn to operate in a different way. I had to learn to operate with less time, but get the same amount of work done. So I'd be starting to become a work smarter. Um, you know, use your time more effectively. Really block your time out so that you're not just got endless hours. And you know, if we've got endless hours, we continue to use them. I think it's called Parkinson's law. Um, You know, if you've got five hours, you will use five hours. If you've got five weeks for a deadline, you'll use five weeks. So I started to really realize that I only had an hour here and there to do a certain thing and I had to get it fucking done. So it really made me work better, work smarter, work, work clearer so that I could execute what I needed to do within those hour blocks or whatever was available at that point in time. And, you know, it didn't didn't necessarily change overnight that my child was born and, hey, I learned how to switch off. It went through this adjustment where I was on a lot of the time when she was first born because then I'd feel guilty about not being fully with my child and then guilty about not being fully present with my business. So it was a very much a a really big learning curve of understanding what mum guilt was like, understanding what... You know, these new hats that I was wearing, these new roles in my life, um, and what thoughts and feelings would come from these different, you know, these different areas that made up my life. Um, And I had to really adopt a mindset and adopt, um, I guess, like a lifestyle and approach to business ownership where it was going to have to be okay with me and I was going to have to learn to be okay with things being half done sometimes and things not being a hundred percent and things not being perfect and I definitely think that you know when I first go into the industry I was definitely like in that perfectionist um, mindset and wanted everything to be xyz and as I then had Lexi and started to realize that shit is not perfect shit is going to be half baked sometimes I had no choice but to really lean into what is this perfectionism? What are these expectations that you have on yourself? And so when it comes to switching off, we have to recognize why do we feel like we can't switch off? Is it fueled by these high expectations that we put on ourselves? Is it fueled by comparison of what other coaches are doing? Is it fueled by You know, a scarcity mindset um, that's making us work harder to fill that void or feel that, you know, feel those feelings of scarcity um, about our business. And so when you're going, fuck, I really, you know, fuck, I really, really struggle to switch off in the weekend or switch off at nighttime. I need you to stop and think, why am I finding it hard to switch off? Is it because I feel like I constantly need to be on 24 seven with my clients because, you know, if I'm not on, then they don't deem that as valuable for the money that they pay me. Um, there's And there can be a number of different things. So if I just stop and think about some of the common, the common reasons that come to me as a mentor that my coaches tell me that they find it hard to switch switch off. I'm gonna list them off on my fingers. So one of them is the the support of a coach, right? And I did an episode really early on about this, about not having to be a twenty four seven coach. So that's one of the biggest things that Coaches will say, is that they genuinely feel like they have to always be on for their coat for their clients. They have to be accessible. They have to be available. They have to offer twenty four seven support. So because that's what they deem is the role of a coach, they find it hard to switch off because they'll be getting messages at nine pm. Um, you know, they'll have a client message in the middle of the day and they have to have a response within two hours. So that's one of the big reasons. And when you when you break it down, so having to be on 24 seven what's some underlying themes that are coming up um value not good enough um you know, the service that I'm offering, expectations that we're putting on ourselves. So that's that's a big one. And I think a lot of you guys can probably resonate with that one. Um, another thing that comes up when people are saying I'm finding it hard to switch off is comparison. So looking at what, our, what other coaches are doing in the industry and seeing, you know, people, these people putting their things on their Instagram story of working at 11 p.m. and going, putting captions like, you do what you got to do or... If it's important to you, you make the time, or you know, hashtag hustle and all that kind of shit. So that's another one that can really fuel underlying feelings of feel, uh, underlying thoughts and feelings of thinking we have to constantly be on, 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 and not being able to switch off. So comparison is there. Um, A third one I definitely think that comes up a lot is around expectations. Um, Coaches. It coaches really thinking that they're putting these expectations on themselves for their business growth and the expectations that they're putting on themselves are way too fucking high so they're seeing a coach that's you know h- had her books full within six months of entering the industry or they've seen a coach that's opened their own space within a year of being in the industry and they're like holy shit of course that's another level of comparison but then they're it's going on to them as the coach and going well I'm seeing this I therefore I'm going to expect that of myself because I've got really high standards and I want to grow and I want to, you know, I want to have my business growth. And of course, if someone else can do it in a year, then I can do it too. And then they're therefore setting up these expectations that, hey, they might be that those results might be appropriate for that coach. But if we look at your life, they might just be completely off and not merging with where you're at. So I think that's another reason why coaches find it really hard to switch off is these things that are fueled by what we see in the industry and then setting up these expectations for ourselves and the expectations comparing them to the reality of what it is just don't match up and so i think when we're going okay well why can't i switch off That's number one, is identify what are the original thoughts and feelings and where are they coming from? What's fueling them? What's like, you know, burning a fire underneath it and making it bigger and bigger? And then what we can do is look at those reasons and start to bring external and internal strategies to help it. So whenever I'm thinking about making change within myself or change within my clients, I'm always thinking about a two-prong approach. And that's what external strategies can I use to help this matter to, You know, get towards the outcomes that I'm after, and what internal strategies can I also employ? So, external strategies are the things like tangibles, actions, tasks go-tos, to-dos, how-tos, that kind of shit, right? And then the internal strategies are the mindset questions, the reflection pieces, the leaning into shit, the internal dialogue, the internal inquiry. So I think that it's important when we're making change and we're pushing forward through these problems, I think that, yes, for one, we have to look at the internal that's going on. We have to look at the thoughts and feelings that are driving the, you know, we have to look at the, sorry, we have to look at the thoughts that are driving the feelings, which are driving the actions. We have to know the crux of it. But I also think that if we put all of our eggs in that basket of internal inquiry, which is mindset inquiry... It's like gray, right? Like I'm a fucking to-do person. I need a to-do list. I need to have a checklist. So I'm not just going to sit in this gray area and then like hope it fucking changes. I need some tangible shit. I need some like frameworks to work from. And that's why I like to use the external and the internal strategies. So when we're looking at, you know, the topic of switching off, that's the approach we can take. So the internal inquiry is like, where are, where is the, where are these thoughts and feelings coming from? So, like I said, comparison, expectations, um, looking at what other people are doing, looking like we have to be hustling a little bit harder, looking like we have to be on for our clients all the time. So, that's your internal inquiry around why we feel that way. And then our external strategies that we can employ that can help that internal, the internal inquiry and start to juice both of those sides up is going, what can we actually do? What action can we take to help this person? Perceived problem and help this problem. Well, not, yeah, it, it is a perceived problem because that's how we feel. But what externally can we do and what can we put in place to start pushing forward? So, what I'm going to use is some of my strategies that I use for externals um, to help with switching off because this has been like one of the biggest fucking life lessons um, over the last decade for me as I've come into my 30s and all of that. Um, so, the internal inquiry for me is when I feel like I can't switch off. Typically, the major themes that will come up will be expectations around myself. Um, I've set goals for myself. And if I haven't, if I'm not on track with these goals, you know, I feel scarcity and I feel like I should be hustling harder so I can't switch off. That sometimes comes up for me. Um, Another thing that comes up for me is comparison and expectations, having a look at what else is happening in the industry and me wanting to go, okay, cool, well, I really want to push into the space. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but it might not be there yet I might not be ready to take the next step but feeling like I need to um, because of what's happening out there and that's comparison that's then setting up expectations that's another thing that drives me being not being able to switch off Um, and another thing that can come up for me when I don't feel like I can switch off is like the guilt factor around mum and business and like the multiple hats so for example what I mean is that if I've had like actually no, good good um, things come into my head because it's pivotal right now. Tomorrow I've got um, an immersion day with my power program mentoring ladies, so we've locked down for three and a half hours. And although it's not a very long period of time at all, um, I've, I have, have had to catch myself to go, oh, you know, you feel bad because you have to then block out that time and Lexi and my husband then have to leave the house. You know, it's cold outside. I feel guilty for making them go outside. Um, I get into this guilt thing of going, oh, well, you know, not fully embracing um, that that's me as a business owner in that space. And I was able to pick it up really fast this time because I've been through much worse kind of mum guilt situations, Um, but – this is the whole point of having internal inquiry: is that it's still it's still there, like it doesn't go away. I just get fucking ten times better at picking it up. And then when I when that came up the internal inquiry, I was like, no, this is awesome. They can go to a play center. They can go and have ice cream. Uh, my husband and my daughter and her grand um, grandma can go and grandma. I don't call her that. Her nana. Um, they can go and have you know some quality time without me because when I'm there, I'm you know she always comes towards me. She wants me, and that's the attention that's taken off spending separate time with her father and her nana. So it's just flipped it and it's going, you know what? There's nothing to be guilty with. So that's the internal inquiry. Um, and the external strategies that I do to help switch off, um, there's a rule, like there's a hard and fast rule that I have now. I When I drive home, so I usually leave the gym at 8.30. Um, and then when I'm driving home, um, I am usually listening to music, so I used to always listen to podcasts when I drove because I just really fucking like to learn and I like to listen to stuff. But eight thirty at night, when you've been on all day and you've had high vibes and you've had you know your ladies and your clients coming into the gym and you're you know, fully in the space of coaching, it's draining, right? It can be draining. Um, it can also be very um, energetically inspiring and motivating and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, when we coach, it's, it's hard. It's hard on our body. It can be hard on our energy as well. So now I don't listen to podcasts when I drive home. I literally listen to music depending on what's going on. And that's one thing that I do to help me switch off. So it takes me 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes, depending on traffic to drive home. And that's a start. Like that's starting the process of switching off, um, as opposed to staying in that mode of learning and engaging my brain. Another thing that I do when I get home to start switch off is I actually leave all of my bags in my car. If not, I've actually started leaving all of my bags, my laptop, my diaries, journals at the gym as well, um, because. I just can't be fucked packing it up for one and I'm going to be back the next day. So that's that's something that I employed was keeping it in my car and that is just like drive in, you know, turn the car off, get out of the car, go inside and then we're done. And then I'm at home. I'm at home and work and business is done. So when I get home at nine, um, I go ahead and my husband always makes me dinner as soon as I get in. And then I go and have a shower straight away. So I say hello to him. I jump straight in the shower. By the time I'm out of the shower, dinner is ready. I have, you know, been through the process of winding down from music in the car to leaving my bags in the car to having a shower to having food in front of me to sitting on my on the couch with my husband. And we watch TV. And that's the, the wind down strategy that I do every single night. Um, I don't uh, I don't open messages, I don't respond to messages, it's done, that is my night done and I treat that the same in the weekend. Of course with clients, um, you know, I will respond to messages and things like that in the weekend if I think it's appropriate but for my team to help myself switch off and also my team to switch off, I am not messaging them in the weekend unless it's super fucking urgent, let's just say there was something that was, you know, um, really important about clients or something that's going to impact them on Monday morning. But for the most part, there's nothing super urgent. And I actually did this in another podcast talking about what we deem as urgent. And I think it's important to recognize that there's not actually a lot of things in our businesses that are urgent. Um, because like the things that are urgent in my life, are uh, childcare ringing up about Lexi, she needs to come home because she's vomiting. Urgent are things like, one of our clients has been in a car accident coming to the gym, which has happened recently. Um, Urgent is one of my clients is really upset and we need a phone call. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Urgent is not a client needing to make a change to her session um, because she's got one the next morning you know, although that's obviously important, like I'm not going to necessarily jump on those type of things. So urgent is not an email coming through going, hey, I need to change X, Y, Z. You can, you can respond to these things in due course. So we have to recognize that if we're struggling to switch off, we are 110% building up the stress, this overwhelm, this, this brewing feeling of why we can't Finish or stop or put it to rest or go to sleep or not message a client back. And it's like, I've talked about stress and overwhelm before, right? Like, uh, when we're in a state of overwhelm, overwhelm is an accumulation of individual stresses. So, when someone's in a state of overwhelm, you ask them, How do you feel? and they often cannot distinguish how they actually feel when they're overwhelmed. They'll just say, I'm overwhelmed. And you ask them why, and they can't pinpoint it. Because when they're in a state of overwhelm, they've got like a hundred different stresses, and I'm exaggerating there, but it could be actually. Uh, They've got, you know, all of these stresses that have accumulated into one, and then there's just big mishmash of shit so that when they're in the overwhelm, they can't even identify why they feel that way. It's a stain with not being able to turn off. If you don't feel like you can turn off, there's usually going to be a number of different things that are there, although there'll be more things that are pivotal than the other. And that's why we have to deal with these individual stresses, these individual frustrations, these things before they become, you know, a mountain. Um, and that's why that internal inquiry is so, so important so that we can start to put external strategies in place for it to nip it in the butt so that it doesn't become a fucking fire And it's just a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a spark. So when you're feeling like you can't switch off, I need you to identify internally what's going on and then start to have those external strategies so that we can put out these fires, that we can make these these fires little sparks so that they don't become that state of overwhelm. They don't become that point in our life where we're like, holy shit, I have to do it all now because I cannot switch off. And the other thing I want you to consider is to really go, what is actually fucking urgent in my business? Like, what do I deem is something that I need to hustle my ass straight away? Way because the consequences of it are going to be astronomical, right? And then the more that we can have boundaries in place around these sort of things, around response time, around the service that we offer, around the timeframes that we deliver, The more boundaries that we can have, the more in control we can have, and the more conservation of our energy we can get. Because we work in the like health and fitness space. And there's so much energy going around. We're dealing with clients on the floor. We're dealing with goals that can be really emotionally driven. So if we if we're going to be dealing with these energetics of people and this, you know, behavior of people, we have to protect our energy so that we can constantly show up. And that's a really, really important important point to note here, because if you are not protecting your fucking energy and nurturing your energy, filling your cup, understanding when you can push and then pulling back when you need to, you will burn yourself the fuck out. I've been there. There was. There's probably going to be a lot of you listening that have been there as well. And it's just not fucking fun. It's just shit. And the last thing that I'm going to leave you with is that when I was making and going through this mindset shift of, you don't have to hustle hard to get where you're wanting to get because it felt like I was missing out. Right, like it felt like I could be pushing harder and harder. You just have to remember, at the end of the day, I am what I call a lifer. Like I'm in this shit for my life. I love this work so much. Of course, since I've gotten the, since when I got into the industry in 2013 and we're 2021 now. Um, my evolution in my career has changed however the crux of why I got into the industry is still the fucking same and as i stay in for another 5 10 15 years it's going to start looking differently however it's still going to be driven by that purpose and that why of why i got into the industry so i'm not i'm not here for a hard and fast time i'm here to enjoy the ride i'm here to still achieve goals i'm here to you know, enjoy the life that I have from Monday to Sunday, week one, week 42 in the year, whatever. And that's it. Like, we're not in this for a short time. If you're luckily listening to this podcast, we're in it because this is our life too. And if you just push and push and push, you got to fucking check yourself before you wreck yourself. Okay. So switch off, learn to recognize the signs and address both your internal and external strategies. I hope that helped. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye i hope you got some good stuff from this episode i know that this is such a common thing that coaches go through and although like although sometimes we do need to go through shit to learn the lesson i hope that you can truly take this for the important topic that it is and if you're there recognize that some shit needs to change because we would rather slow down in order to speed up and slow down so that could stay in the industry so thank you. Thank you for listening. Now I would ask, please, if you can go ahead and review the podcast. I love, you know, hearing what you're getting from the podcast. I love any recommendations on episodes that you're after. And I'd really appreciate if you share this episode with anyone that you think could do with the information. Thank you. And I will speak to you next week. Bye.